Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. Hello, Duke Anthony. Surf Chris. How goes it? (laughs) Uh, I would have accepted Baron or Glorious Emperor, but either one works for me, really. Yes. Well, you'll (laughs) accept whatever I give you because there's no one else here. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Yeah. Yes, been busy, busy. Have we talked about your large purchase yet? I don't know if we've talked about it on the pod, but I bought a house. <gasps> you know, I once spent $159,000 on a hammer. What? Yeah, because it was on my roof <laughs> when I bought it. <laughs> so, Jeez. Uh, yeah, I, wow. I, I was I was looking at stuff and I was like, oh, look, there's a hammer on my roof and it cost me $159,000. Congratulations. Wow, that's an expensive hammer. <laughs> and a house came with it. That was the best part. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. My I bought two large boxes full of trash <laughs> that happened to have come with a house. Interesting, Nothing as useful as a hammer. <laughs> I don't know. You can put stuff in a box. You can set stuff on a box. You can hide in the box. The box is already full of trash. Mm, you understand? Okay, well, never, yes. Never mind. There are already trash receptacles. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> can't put anything else in them except for more uh, trash. Mm. So maybe yes. I could hide in it then. Speaking of houses, we watched a movie. I did watch a movie. What movie did you watch, Anthony? I watched the 2021 American superhero film based on the Marvel comics featuring the character of the same name, Black Widow. <laughs> Black Widow? Hold on a second. I watched Black <laughs> Widow this weekend. And let me tell you, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. You I did? It, uh, yeah, I, I liked it quite a bit, actually. It was, I, I, it's getting a lot of hate. I don't know why. Maybe because it, it has a couple of throwaway lines that could be interpreted as, by one side of the spectrum as, quote, political. I'll never understand how human rights are political, but whatever. <laughs> the action was pretty good. I liked Taskmaster. It was a, a new interpretation of Taskmaster. Yeah, I, I was a little upset at first that the movie didn't come out, like, prior to Infinity War. You know, like before, like basically in the timeline. But I like the coda with with uh, everything, you know, with the spoilers from Endgame and three, two, one uh, with her gravestone, her grave marker and all that <laughs> and, and tying it into everything else. Yeah. I loved Scarlett Johansson in it. I thought it was that was great. Yeah. I mean, it was a all around good film. I'm I'm still I still do not regret not paying $30 to see it on Disney Plus or whatever it was back then but uh, i'm very happy i got to see it now how did you you've seen black widow yeah i did see black widow i saw it in the theaters oh was that your first movie post covid i don't think so no no as i've mentioned it probably a dozen times on this podcast i am married and my wife and i have only a dozen point, times my wife and i have gotten to the point where we actively uh, not necessarily avoid crowds but we pick and choose exactly when Mm, we want to yes. go to the movies and so I, I i do a lot of like tuesday night 8 p.m showings or sunday mornings like when most uh when most people are you know at their cult meeting or even saturday mornings so um i i tend to avoid the big 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 rushes even even yeah. pre-covid okay uh, i i assume that now the the theater going experience will be a, a much less personal interaction. Yes, so I think also like the pre COVID, the theaters in our town got bigger seats, like more space between people. You're no, you're not rubbing shoulders with anyone, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually planning on seeing the new Bond film. 
this mm. week. It'd be my okay. first return to the theater. And I, if I didn't have the bigger seats, if I couldn't go on a random Tuesday night, as is the plan, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't do it. I don't know. You know, sometimes you just you do what you feel comfortable. But yeah, I get what you're saying about picking and choosing the times. Yeah. But like I said, yeah. that's something we started doing pre- like from before, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the before yeah. times. <laughs> Did you watch any other movies or just Black Widow? <laughs> it was a fast one. You got me. <laughs> I also watched the 2013 American apocalyptic comedy film, This Is the End, written and directed and produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg in their Did directorial you? debuts. Did you do the assignment? <laughs> did I Did I do what assignment? You Okay. <laughs> you know exactly what i'm talking about well it's just i thought it was interesting because it's you know it's a comedy but it's also kind of post-apocalyptic and horror kind of theme so it kind of fit the too spooky thing we were doing last month is this bit gone too long i no one can see chris's face but i think that he feels that the bit has gone on too long so after i watched those films i also watched the 2021 american epic science fiction film dune part one as it is titled on screen. <laughs> yes. Directed by Denis Villeneuve. 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 It's, well, it's, it's Villeneuve. Yes. Villeneuve. Uh, directed by Denis V with a screenplay by John Spates. Mm. V and Eric Roth. Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. interesting. It is the first of a planned two-part adaptation of the 1965 novel of the same name by Frank Herbert. Speaking of. Ha <laughs> ha! Ah, you have the book. I bought it to read on my vacation. And guess who decided to leave the book they bought on vacation? <laughs> the place they were leaving from. So, uh, Yeah, I understood that grammar. <laughs> I bought it and then left it here. Did you ever play the video game Dune? Or more importantly, Dune 2? No, I didn't know video games existed until we meant we discussed it originally as part of our planned November releases. And I said, have you seen Dune? And then you said, it was a movie? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew it was a movie. <laughs> I knew it was a book. I was making so, jokes. No, I didn't. I didn't know it was a game until you brought yeah. it up. So, yeah. Dune 2 basically gave us the RTS genre. Mm. I mean, it, it took a, I mean, it's not like I came up with it as a wholly original idea, but Dune 2, which is based on the books, the Dune, the Dune series mm -hmm. uh, is what's considered really like the, the archetypal, the granddad, real time strategy. Yeah. The granddaddy of real time strategy mm. made by Westwood Studios who went on to make Command and Conquer and then eventually get shut down by EA because EA hates fun. All right. Well. I see today is going to be a very off-topic episode for you. Uh, no, I've got. I'll, I'll get on topic here in a minute. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll hit some more pain points and we'll go from there. Uh, yes, this is. I don't know if you know a whole lot about the making of Dune movies. I read a lot of Wikipedia yesterday. They apparently have been an absolute nightmare to, I guess, to even adapt. Or uh, maybe not even, I guess adapt would be the right word, but just to get off the ground. Mm. Famously, uh, there's the Michael Lynch, I'm sorry, not Mike, there's the David Lynch 1984 <laughs> film, which is a much different movie now <laughs> than what I remember it as a child. I saw that movie on VHS on a trip to Colorado. We had one of those buses that had the VCR oh, and the TVs, yeah. like every couple seats, and that's how I watched Dune originally. Interesting. I know famously before that, there was Alexandro Jodorowsky. Yes, yes. And that 
that yeah. failed terribly. <laughs> they got pretty far in pre-production in that, as far as, yeah. as far as I could tell. Yeah. So one of those things that had long been considered a cursed production, but you know they did make it in 1984, uh, and then they made it again in 1981. For anyone Na- who doesn't 1981? know, 1981. I'm sorry, 2021 is what I meant to say. Well, there was also a miniseries. Well, I'm, I'm strictly only talking about the movies mm. called Dune. Okay. But yes, there there was a there was a made for TV miniseries that did in fact star one James McAvoy, I believe, as Duke Leto the second. Spoilers mm. for anyone who doesn't know. Yes, Dune is a 1965 novel that spawned an entire series of books. I don't even. I think it's not the Dune trilogy. I think it's just called. There's the six Dune of them. Series. Yeah. There's six of them before uh, he died. Yeah. And I think there's the many Dune- more since. Saga, I think, would be the proper ah, word. Yes. Uh, Frank Herbert, very prolific. He wrote from 1945 to 1986, generally considered to be the creator of the new wave of science fiction. It's pretty cool. Bunch of publications. His bibliography, of course, as you could assume, is just extensive. But we're not here to talk about Frank Herbert. We're not here to talk about the 1984 version. We're not here to talk about the miniseries. We're not even here to talk about the games. We're here to talk about the new one. So, Anthony. Yes, Chris. Why don't you go ahead and hit me off with your initial thoughts and opinions and maybe a fact or two. Well, let's go through the facts before we get to my opinions. This movie's been out for, it came out October 22nd. 22nd. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are recording this uh, a week ahead of time, so this is November 1st. So it's been out for about a week and a half right now. It has 250,000 ratings on IMDb. Way too many ratings. <laughs> uh, it is sitting at 8.3 out of 10 stars with a median of nine, garnering 27.7% of the reviews or user ratings, I should say. I go out on a limb and say that people really like this. 60% of the ratings are eight and above, which is, I think, probably skewed. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. A little. Keep, keep going. No, <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> over on... Our second favorite aggregate site, Rotten Tomatoes, it is 83% fresh with a 90% audience score. Wow. All right. And then rounding it out on Metacritic, 74 Metascore, 8.2 user score. So I would say this has been very, very well received. I think that's safe to say. Would you agree, Christopher? Actually, I would disagree. I would oh. say that it has been received overwhelmingly positive. <laughs> oh, well, sure. If you want to take my words and change them a little, give them back I to mean, the audience. I, I'm just saying, like, if, if we're just looking at the votes on IMDb's rating board, this is we're not making this up. You can look this up for yourself. I mean, it's probably going to be a little different, but at 5.47 p.m. on the 1st of November in the year of 2021, you can't even get to 5%. On the the scores between four and one, one point four percent, zero point six, zero point seven, and one. That uh, that that adds up to three point seven percent of the votes are truly negative. Two percent of the votes are five, which is mediocre. Four point six is six. Twelve point zero percent is seven. So what I'm saying, overwhelmingly positive. I just mm-hmm. like if you didn't like this movie, <laughs> you may have a really nuanced view. Yeah. You might really have a nuanced view, but no one's ever going to (laughs) know. It's going to get buried. Yes. Yeah. Just to, before we get too far, I think Dune is, it's pretty popular in science fiction. 
it's not Star Wars. It's not Star Trek. Uh, it's not Battlestar Galactica or even, uh, you know, anything that's been on TV in the last 20 years. It's not necessarily a household name, but I do want to give at least the blurb so people know kind of what the movie's about or what it, it, it says it's about. Blurb me. The IMDb blurb. We're going to give a few blurbs. The IMDb blurb is feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction, science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. Not bad. That tells you absolutely nothing. That That is nothing is really like that that told me like it just told me it was based on a book yeah the blurb over on rotten tomatoes uh, paul atreides a brilliant and gifted young man born into a greater destiny beyond his understanding must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people as malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence only those who can conquer their own fear will survive. That's better. Actually, I really like that blurb. Good job, Rotten Tomatoes. Or whoever marketing person wrote that and gave it to them. <laughs> Good job, whoever copied and pasted that into the, yeah. the database. All right. Allow me to give you my opinions on Dune 2021. It's not great. Mm. I was bored a lot. Like okay. a lot, a lot, a lot. I had trouble paying attention at times because it was like, yep, that's the desert. Yeah, yeah, that's the desert. And then there's dream sequences that are dreams or visions of possible futures is the impression I'm getting near the end of the film. They're not premonitions. He meets the people that he hasn't met yet in the dreams, but they're nothing like the people when he meets them. And in fact, I, I seem to remember one in a dream being very helpful and then him murdering that person later. So it, <laughs> well, maybe I say murdering, he, he kills him in combat or whatever. Ritual combat. Ritualistic <laughs> combat. Because, you know, 20,000 years in the future and we can't evolve past that. It is an absolutely stunning and beautiful film. The cinematography is amazing. The way that CGI is used is fantastic. The the sets and the costuming are uh, unparalleled, I think. I mean, especially for sci-fi. I mean, this is this is next level stuff. This is the style and the visual style that I think a lot of people would want, like in a Star Wars movie. Whoever cast the movie, I was going to say that, that all the actors do fantastic. I, I want to give special shout out to whoever cast the movie because all of the actors fit their role so, so well. I mean, there's so many big names in this movie and not just just big names but like recently big names like people who are in other action movies that we've reviewed this year are in this film and it doesn't take you out of it like they they fit in the film between the acting and the costuming and the sets it's just, it's weird because a few of the the characters uh, or a few of the actors excuse me uh, Jason Momoa uh, Dave Batista known for their big action films and th- and they have action role this is more or less an action film at least their parts in it are, but they don't come across as just, I don't, I don't know, you know, meathead action stars in this film. Like there's a lot more to them. There's a lot of depth that is not necessarily, like, I think you, Chris, you like to call it what's not on the page, right? Yeah. And they, they kill it. They absolutely kill it. Gina J and Francine Maisler. Are those casting the casting directors? And uh, the director of cinematography? Greg Fraser. Greg Fraser. I'd like to look up, see what else he's done. 
Anything I would recognize? Uh, Zero Dark Thirty, Rogue One, okay. Rogue Vice, One, The Mandalorian, a couple episodes, Foxcatcher. I can see those influences. Absolutely. The boys are back. Um, Jew Boy? <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a movie. No, fantastic. <laughs> no, like, yeah. obviously amazing at his job and really fit, I think, with what they were going for in this film. So when I say that this film was boring and I say that I, I, I had such a hard time caring about what was happening. It's not because it's poorly made. If it, if I was just going to review it and based on how it was made, 11 out of 10, amazing. Just, it's a beautiful work of art. I think if you are a budding filmmaker or you think that you want to get into that world, this is, a, this is a movie you should probably watch. It has a lot going for it in that area. Very, very unique. And I, I think if you're a huge fan of sci-fi, I think this movie's probably going to influence everything for a, a long, long time. <laughs> like, like this is probably going to influence science fiction movies, especially uh, epics or the space operas and whatnot for the rest of my life. And I'm not upset about that. I just, I feel that in my bones, right? <laughs> I feel like that's going to be true. I don't care to watch the sequel. I am very, very interested in reading the book, actually. I think that to sum it up, I just, do, I don't feel that this story lends itself to the medium and i am now ready to get annihilated by all of the nerds <laughs> i will take all of your hatred i well, understand let's where it's coming start from with me no <laughs> but i actually am i actually uh i did order the book so i could read it because <laughs> I, I was like this is so interesting i i, re I need to take the time to, to to i need to get this visual out of my head and, and read and read uh what's what's going on well, it's it's interesting that you mentioned this is what people would probably want a Star Wars movie to look like. Mm. Well, I've read like, a lot well, as well since I watched this film about Star Wars and Dune and yeah, go ahead. Like I'm actually the opposite side of the spectrum in terms of even reading the book as a kid. Because I mean, I read that book in the early 90s when I was young enough to start getting into science fiction, like the more adult themed science fiction books. And I read this book, and then a couple of years later, I met a person who introduced me to, uh, it's, I wouldn't call it a niche science fiction, but for most people who are outside of the hobby, Warhammer 40k. Mm. And just, like, for me, it's much more post-diaspora, human diaspora being spread amongst the stars, whereas I think in Star Wars, it is hundreds and thousands of years in the future. Or um, the past, it's just whatever. It's all just yeah, yeah, up. yeah. Well, I just, I just mean in terms of its technology. Oh, you know sure, what I mean? sure, like, sure, sure. We are we are far beyond humanity leaving Earth in the Star Wars world. But, well, or at least their home planet. I, I'm like, I don't want to deal into the no, man. Canon. We're we're about to get into some deep Star Wars lore. We got to back out. Yeah. No, I'm out. Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. Yeah, I'm too many parsecs in. <laughs> but when it comes to Dune, uh, I really liked it. I asked you several times if you watched the original ver or the, the 1984 movie. And the mm -hmm. reason why is because much like that movie, there's a lot of, I wouldn't even call it dead air, but I think there's a lot of, and not even like not wasted time, but there's a lot of moments where there's nothing really happening. Like in some people are going to say, oh, well, you just, you're being negative there. Well, I'm not necessarily being negative. But I can see your point and many other people's points when they say, oh, this is boring. There's nothing going on. Well, there is stuff that's going on, but you have to read the Dune book, I think, to really get a lot of those moments. 
we'll go ahead and talk about spoilers three, two, one. Now, for example, earlier when you said Paul had a dream, it was like a vision of he was going to meet a Fremen named Jameis okay. that was going to teach him the ways of the waste or teach him the yes. ways of the desert. Well, he did. <laughs> he literally taught him what was going to happen when they arrived. The problem is, is he wanted to kill him. And like he saw his death and Paul Atreides does die. Mm, it's all symbolic. Who he's going to be for the next or for the rest of the, the series you have to kind of get with. But uh, that, I mean, that's just a single point. Sure. But no, no, I definitely do get it. There are a lot of long sweeping shots where there's either no dialogue and the only reason why they exist is so you can show off these big set pieces so the the cinematographer can really flex mm -hmm. all the different scenes on the different home worlds, right? That uh, one of the that's one of the reasons why I brought up your your house purchases because you're going to be moving. You know, you bought a house, so you, now you got to move to your new house. Well, that's what happened to the Atreides, is they were essentially told that you know, hey, you guys got to take this over. So it's also a movie about change and how change really affects people. But yeah, no, there is just. There's moments where there's nothing happening, dialogue-wise or action. You know, like I read somewhere that the Omnithropters have the most screen time. <laughs> They're cool looking. Like I think outside of Paul Atreides' character, Timothy Shimalet, Shalamet. Uh, sorry, Tim. My bad. I think they have more screen time than almost anyone else in the movie. And it's so funny that they. I think Zendaya was like just shoved down our throats in the marketing material. And I think she has less than 10 minutes of screen time. If um, that, but yeah. You know, but you know, hey, uh, what's his face? Won an Academy Award for playing Hannibal Lecter. And he was on screen for less than eight minutes. So Anthony Hopkins. What's his face? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. The great, <laughs> yeah. the great Anthony Hopkins. That guy. <laughs> that that guy you know that guy. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think all the castings nailed it. I think all the actors were really good. I've always liked Oscar Isaac. I think he's had a couple miscues. I don't think he ever should have been in any Star Wars movies. Well, he really made a mistake when he decided to become Apocalypse. I, would, I wouldn't blame him for how bad those movies were. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I, I think, I think if, if you're going to accidentally typecast yourself as a science fiction actor, this is the way to do it. You know sure. what I mean? Like, sure. oh, yeah, I'm going to have a major role in a bunch of Star Wars movies. And then I'm going to be the villain in a giant X-Men movie. And then I'm going to be one of the more important characters in Dune. Yeah, fair enough. It's pretty cool. Jason Momoa, you know, we don't really got to discuss him. Did you realize that that was Stellan Skarsgård? I have peaked the cast a long oh, time ago. okay. Yeah, I actually I looked knew. it up afterwards. Okay. I was like, who played this guy? It was so creepy. <laughs> Just... I mean, it had to be a Skarsgård. I should have guessed it was someone with a surname of Skarsgård. <laughs> There's like six of them. We would Playing have Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. I also, this is something that if you don't watch the 1984 movie, is that Harkonnen and Harkonnen are used interchangeably in this movie to mm. a slightly hilarious degree. Like a Mugato, Bugato type I, yeah, situation. Yeah, I think in the same, in, in a scene, two different actors, one says Harkonnen and the other one says Harkonnen. Like, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm pretty sure that happens in this movie, but it did happen in uh, 1984. In this movie, the computer does use meters and feet back to yes. back. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe they're still made in America. Who knows? Yeah, all, when, it's, all the when it's hundreds of feet <laughs> versus 400 meters. Yeah, the same moment or the same scene, excuse me. 
all in all, I really liked it. I'm eager to see the second one. You know, it's I'm at the way to 2023, so who knows what'll happen by then. Mm. I want to continue to talk about sure. want to talk about this. we're going to talk about this film for a minute. I mean, sure. that's the whole point, right? I tried to derail us on Black Widow. I thought that was a show in. <laughs> I was like, I really did just I know you've been trying to get me to watch it. I finally did it. Trying I to really get you. enjoy it. You tried to get me to watch it. You were like, hey, did you see this film? Hey, did you see this Once. film? No, Once I repeatedly. <laughs> Regardless, it's not so much the sweeping shots. Because, I mean, Lord of the Rings, one of the biggest movies of our lifetime. Our lifetime? Our lifetimes? Our lifetimes. Just huge sweeping shots. And people walking through the woods and then through the field. And now we're walking in the snow. Like, so, and I, I enjoyed all of that. So, I, I mentioned the the desert more as a joke. It's more that I don't feel like anything is happening. Yeah, no, I agree. And then in a movie that is two hours and 35 minutes long, it is two and a half hours long. And then the doctor, uh, Dr. Wellington, we, you, 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 Dr. played you. by uh, Cheng Chen, betrays them. And he's like, why? And then he gives exposition. Like, you could have showed me that. You could have showed me whatever led to his betrayal. I get that they wanted to come out of left field and whatnot. And I guess it kind of did. And then he's betraying, but only enough to save his wife. And he's setting them up for it. Whatever. He's dead. But it was just weird to me that in a movie that is just taking all of the time in the world to set up its characters, they really want you to feel Paul's emotional state, his his growth through the film, like what he's struggling with. And then they have a character give exposition in the last third of the film. They could have it just that that type of decision making. Like, I don't know. I, I think that I'm just going to come back. I'm going to give up. You know, I just think that the it's probably a fantastic book. Just <laughs> I just don't think that it I just don't think it lends itself well to the movie. I think that I, happens in the book, too. Like I said, it's been almost 20 years since I've read it. But I yeah. think that actually happens in the book. I think he betrays them. And then they're like, why are you doing this? And he's like, oh, yeah, FYI. <laughs> but they could have showed it, though. Even if yeah. they didn't want to show it till then, they could have flashed back and spent time showing behind the scenes what's been going on with this character the whole time. Yeah, but then you'd have people that are like, hey, it's not supposed to be a flashback there. Oh, whatever. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just, I mean, that's a, I don't like, that's I'm how not I here feel. to feel. I yeah. think they mispronounced a whole bunch of words anyways, if I read the trivia correctly on IMDb. <laughs> so it's not like they're being 100% true to the to the novel, as it were. Oh, is there? There is trivia down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might be compelled to watch part two um, after I've read a few of the books. Maybe I come back and watch the movie and maybe there's a bunch of little tiny things that make me appreciate it more. But as it stands, I, I'm going to jump the gun here. I'm going to jump the gun. Did you watch this in the theater? No. Okay. I, I cannot recommend... Watching it first, it's two and a half hours long for the yeah. love of everything. It's too long to be sitting down at the, I don't care how comfortable the chairs, I don't know how much they recline or they're heated. I think at one of our theaters, it's interesting. No, none of that matters. If you want to watch this film, watch it on HBO max before it goes away. So you can pause it when you need to and take your time. And if you're, you find yourself like, Oh, I need to go do something else. Or, Hey, this isn't very interesting. You can pause it and come back to it when you're in a better mindset. I don't remember when it's coming off of, uh, HBO Max, but I think it's there for a month. I think it's up through like November 19th or 20th or something like that. Yeah. Watch it that way. If you don't have HBO Max, don't go get it just for this movie. I'm sorry. I can't. I just, there's That's nothing. Fair. There's just, there's just nothing there. It'll eventually be back on HBO Max or you can get it on Blu-ray or whatever later if you really want to in a bargain bin. 
Did you watch the Arrival? Arrival? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched. It's just Arrival, right? I'm not thinking of a different. Yeah, film. yeah. No, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is Arrival. Yeah. Okay. And did yeah. you also watch Fantastic. Blade Runner 2049? Yeah, those are both good films, and by the same director. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you also watch Sicario? I have seen both Sicario movies. I watched them in the theater, actually, I think. I think I watched all of those movies in the theater. Now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Yeah, good films. I was just really interested in his... Because I had never... I, I saw Blade Runner 2049. I'd, I'd never seen Arrival or Sicario. Arrival's really good. I just didn't know anything about his directing other than Blade Runner 2049, which a lot of people didn't like it, whatever, I don't care. Uh, but very much in the vein of the original Blade Runner. So I thought that was just... I was like, oh, he's just kind of making the same movie with newer stuff. And then I watched this and I was like, okay, so he's got a, he's got a thing. <laughs> he's got a way about himself. They're like, this is how he directs movies. I thought it was pretty cool. No, yeah, it's definitely very well directed. I just don't think the story is worth telling. <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> or the, the interesting parts of this story were already done better by George Lucas in the 70s. I think the big problem with anything that's got a big six-part book series is that you have to split it up. But this isn't even one book. This is one right, half right. of one book. Right. No, I, I agree. What I'm saying is, think I would have rather have had him instead of instead of all the money being dumped into a single film, that this is another thing that should have been broken out into a big prestige television show. But they did that already. Yeah, but do it better. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Like if HBO yeah. had like eight, if if this was at ten episodes, mm. not even like Game of Thrones. I'm talking like Sherlock from the BBC, where they were like hour mm. and a half long to two hour long episodes. I think this would have nailed it because you can do that. You can say, "All right, you got six books. We're gonna do two episodes a book." And yeah, they're gonna be an hour and forty five minutes, but you're gonna watch it because you're a sucker, and we're gonna watch whatever we put on for you. <laughs> So I don't know. I I think I I personally I might have preferred that. I like I liked the movie, but I did in fact have to stop halfway through because I um it was time to make dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like I think it got to the point I don't remember exactly when, but I think they they finally get to Arrakis or Dune, and I looked over at my wife and I was like, we gotta eat soon. <laughs> yeah, like, I, we need to stop this uh, for just a minute. I felt bad. I ordered pizza. And so the pizza guy was coming, so I turned my porch light on. It was Halloween. Mm. So some kid came up and rang the doorbell. I was like, pizza's not supposed to be here yet. Oh, man. So I, I ran over and opened the door, and there's a kid in a Cookie Monster costume. <laughs> and he was like, trick or treat. And I was like, oh, man, sorry, we're not doing that. <laughs> not because we're not celebrate hell, because I just completely forgot or whatever. Uh, I don't have any candy, but here's $5. Well, I was like, all I have... I just packed up all of my food because I'm moving. All I have in my cabinet is booze. And I don't think I can hand that to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so like, yeah. So I, I did pause it a few times for that type of thing. Or just to use the restroom, you know? Yeah. 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 I really do feel like if this is two and a half hours long, I feel like I would have rather it have been three hours long and just do the whole book. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? I think there's enough fat to trim now and, I, and i'm coming from this place so i know that there's going to be or there are and, and the director is probably one of them a lot of people that want whatever it is they're into in this case dune to have this one for one this i want to see all of the book on the big screen i don't want it to be reinterpreted i don't want it to be i don't want plot lines to be cut too drastically i want it to be the book 
on the screen. I don't want it to be compromised. But you're going to have to compromise. Like that's the whole, like when you take, take something from one medium to another, there's always some sort of compromise. And I just don't think there was enough of it here. Obviously, I'm wrong, judging <laughs> from all of the critical and fan reviews. But that's, that's how I feel about it. I, I don't think you can be wrong for having an opinion. <laughs> I've heard some opinions that are pretty wrong. Most of them from you, but I've, I've heard them. Yeah, but you still can't be wrong for having the opinion. Oh, Your sure. opinion, your opinion can in fact be wrong, but I think that a as a whole, having one doesn't make you doesn't make it wrong. And I, I agree with you in terms of time. Two hours and thirty five minutes breaks both of my rules on how long a movie should be. Oh, what are the two rules? Number one, if you can't tell a story in an hour and a half, you shouldn't make it a movie. <laughs> Number two, a movie should be an hour and a half. Like th that's like that's what that's I'm it. saying. Hour 45 so, for a grand <laughs> epic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, if you hit me with text at the beginning, you know, I just... I'm done. Like, like I'm, I don't know what it is about people with making movies and like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put text at the beginning. It's because George head, Lucas like, did it. And I'm like, oh, great. This movie's going to be five hours long. Thank you. This movie did it. Well, hold on. Didn't you sit through all three of the Nolan Batman movies in one shot? Kind of. <laughs> I know you there had was, breaks in between. There were some lengthy. It was some lengthy breaks in between. Yes. Yeah, but I, I did it with my sister. Yeah, she wanted I to just, go, so we went with her. Yeah, we did when the third one came out. Yeah, it was her first time seeing any of them, right? I don't think so. I think okay. she'd seen them before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's not that little. Not not talking about the little little one. Medium little. No, one. no, 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 no. I I knew, but like, yeah. there's a difference between hey, I want to go see this movie, and hey, my parents let me see this movie. So. <laughs> No, her parents had let her see that movie. Yes, yeah. So no, we did we did do that. Uh, the difference is is that I can watch uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, Batman trilogy and it's engaging and it's moving me forward. And yeah, it's two hours, but it doesn't feel like two hours. This movie, like this movie, I did. Feel, I felt every minute of a hundred and forty three minutes. Yeah, it could have been longer. Like it felt longer than Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like I think that Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut, felt brisker. It felt more concise than this film. And I, I, I probably just lost us half our fan base, but I, I really do feel that way. Well, Dune is not a concise book. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, the story in and of itself is complicated to begin with. Like the idea that there is a, a planet in the galaxy somewhere that produces a spice that somehow allows people to travel faster than light. Because I don't know if you know enough about their technology. I mean, you played the Dune game, so maybe they have a little <laughs> bit of it, but they don't use light speed. Yeah, they don't. They don't use warp. You know, they do the the Warhammer 40k thing, which is they cut a hole in space and time and they travel mm -hmm. through it. And then there's the the crazy like the the Bene Gesserit, which you know have a big part of this movie. They're crazy on their own. The navigators, the people that allow the interstellar travel, they're like crazy mutated because they've been exposed over twenty thousand years of to spice and stuff. So like. The book is complicated. The story is complicated. The movie is going to be complicated and convoluted. Movies shouldn't be convoluted. Like movies should be Why? like they, they can because because a movie is one of the few entertainment art forms. I, it might be the only one. I'm thinking very very hard right now. I'm going to pause it. I'm going to I'm going to put out this this opinion or this fact and you you try to knock it down here. A movie is one uh is the only entertainment art form that is meant to be consumed all at once. The filmmakers 
want you to go to a theater and sit mm-hmm. down because I mean this is a two and a half hour long movie. That means you're sitting down for three hours because of freaking trailers, right? They want you to sit down and they want you to enjoy this as a premium experience. The director, uh, if you if you look it up, the director was not happy about it also coming to HBO Max. He, he thought that that was going to kill the movie and people should be able to go see it in the theaters and something about piracy. I don't know. I stopped listening because I watched it on HBO Max. So I knew we weren't going to see eye to eye. Television, traditional. So television falls kind of in that, kind of not, right? Because uh, traditional television had commercial breaks where you could get up and go do something else. Uh, modern television, you stream, can be paused. I guess if you're watching HBO, if you're watching Game of Thrones on HBO as it aired, like, you know, through cable. Live. Live, live yeah. yeah. I guess you would call, I guess that's live, yeah. Yeah, okay, they got you for an hour. But that's only an hour. Like you know when it's ending. Like th- th- so, that's the, maybe the minor exception. Video games pause, walk away for for the most part. <laughs> pause and walk away. I can't pause, mom. It's an online game. <laughs> but when even when it is, you're choosing when it stops. When it, or excuse me, you're choosing when it starts. Right. Comic books, normal novels. Those are things that you okay. I I can put a bookmark in it and come back to it. Right. More or less any time. Now, you, you might not want to do it then. You might want to get to the end of a chapter, but you don't have to. It's right there waiting for you. Nothing's going anywhere. Movies all at once. They want you to see this all at the same time. They want you to sit down and watch Fellowship of the Ring for three hours and 12, 13, however old I was, me, four, 15, I don't remember. Really enjoyed it. But regardless, they want you to sit down and enjoy it all at once. And so that's why it can't be convoluted. I can't be going, wait a minute. I can't remember that character or why or what they said. I can't pause it and look something up because I'm trying to remember the actor's name. Like, I, I, it's not an interactive thing. It's not something that if I'm seeing the theater, at least, it's not something where I can be like, hey, wait a minute. Was that the same person who earlier did the? Oh, OK, cool. Yeah, thanks to the person next to me. That doesn't fly. You have to be able to figure it out the first time. This is it. And you can't do that with this movie. Obviously, you can because like you can because you've seen uh, the older film. You've read the book. So you already have a little bit of the context going in. But as me, yeah, I played I played that game, but it was a multiplayer game. I don't I didn't I don't know anything about the, the lore of it at all. Sure, yeah, yeah. Never read the book. Never watched the old film uh, from 1984. So I'm just watching this. And if I had been watching this in a theater, I, I don't know. I would hate it probably even more. I mean, in all honesty, but I mean, that that's why it can't be. That's why movies can't be convoluted or they I mean, I, I say that convoluted might be the wrong word. They can't be confusing without a resolution to that. There has to be this aha moment where everything clicks together, right? Where suddenly all of the pieces fall in place and I don't feel any resolution in this film. I get like when you were talking about, hey, he did teach him about the desert because he killed him. <laughs> oh. oh and he did die there he became whatever he is gonna be with the freemans or whatever oh like because i i didn't understand all of the setup and not only when i say didn't understand the setup is also drawn out over two and a half hours and it's not like we're constantly going towards that climax either we're over here talking about this other stuff here's some politics over here uh now we're gonna learn about the the worms and it's not like it's constantly beating us not beating me over the head but it's not like a constant reminder of it it's one thing that happens and then an hour and a half later it's the conclusion to it and there's nothing to remind us of it in between that and i might be off in that hour and a half but that's what it feels like so that's what i'm gonna go with okay sorry you asked me like uh what did you ask me you asked me why movies can't be convoluted i think that's (laughs) a very long-winded answer but if i'm supposed to sit down and watch it all at once i'd need to be able to grasp it i think you may have also missed me like an album 
as something that you can an you album can, um, ab- ab- absorb yeah in, in doses right absolutely you can listen to a song stop it come back to the next song yeah now yeah. I, I mean and a lot of those mediums are probably i mean i binge a lot of television just like everyone else who listens to this podcast just like you do and i would say that yeah binging like being able to watch the next episode and, and take take in a six episode miniseries or maybe over a, a weekend 10 episodes that feels like it's nonstop, but it's not i can pause it I can stop in between episodes. They're more or less self-contained stories. But you're right. Music is another one that you more or less have control over. I think there's an argument to be made for concerts and that type of thing. But there's intermissions and whatnot. I never thought about it like that. Like I never really, I never correlated the two. The idea that it may, I mean, it makes sense after saying it out loud that a movie is something designed for you to see in a one shot, right? Mm -hmm. But I, 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 I would disagree only in the, only in the wording that movies can't be convoluted because I think that that sometimes adds to what the movie is. I think each movie or each film has to be unique for the sake of being whatever it is. Like I think clue is a great example of a movie that has what 12 different endings and you couldn't see the same ending in the same theater. Like you had to go to a different movie theater or you had to rent it on VHS or DVD or whatever, you know? Yeah. There's another movie that I saw. I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it as a kid, uh, as a, an adult in my twenties, but the usual suspects, I don't know if you ever Mm, saw that. Yeah. Which is a movie that like you have to watch to the very end in order for any of it to make sense. And that movie could have been four hours and it would have been convoluted. But at the end, you know, you have a resolution that makes sense. I get what you're saying. And I, mm-hmm. I agree to a certain point that this, I don't know if the, maybe just ambitious, you know, eyes bigger than the stomach that this film reaches and it might actually grasp its goal. But I don't know if it gets to the finish line ahead of anyone else. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a marathon and you're not going to win the marathon, but you are going to finish. Could you imagine if they weren't going to make a part two and this was it? I mean, it's no worse than it. Like, it's no worse than Star Wars ending on the medal ceremony after destroying the Death Star. No, but that, no, that was a self-contained story that ended. They had a beginning, a middle, an end, a conclusion. Yeah. It left some things out there for a sequel. Yeah. But I guess like Dune doesn't feel like it has a conclusion. I feel like we just, I think, like, I feel like the next movie's starting the third act. Well, in the spirit of the story, I think that's the point is Dune is kind of a book that doesn't really have an ending. Like, it ends, you know what I mean? But it immediately goes into the next thing. Like, there's always a different thing. I'm not making excuses for the movie, but I think maybe that was his point. Like, that's the idea, is that I'm going to tell this story. It's a big story. It's got a lot of stuff that goes along with it. And it is going to be complicated. There are things that aren't going to make sense to people who know nothing about Dune. Mm. But that's what you do, right? You give give them a little bit of a tease. Like, hey, 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 you want some spice? You want some more? Well, you got to buy it. You got to buy some more spice, buddy. All right. I I can't use the Lord of the Rings examples because there were always going to be three movies. I think when he originally pitched it, there were two movies, actually. But what I'm saying is like when Fellowship ended. Oh, yeah. You knew you were getting two more before you saw the first one. Right. So I can't really use that as an example. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I can't think of another instance in which... A film based on a series of any kind didn't really have resolution without knowing that there was going to be a sequel. Because the sequel was greenlit after this one came out. Like, I like don't know the if same you week, do that yeah. or not. Yeah, it was greenlit yeah. like a few days beforehand or something. Yeah. I believe that David Lynch 
Dune movie was planned to be a trilogy, I believe. Well, I th- from what I understand, the original Lynch cut is like six hours long. Sure. But, I mean, that's, I mean, movies are always super long. No, no, no. Like, he almost didn't release it. Oh, because it apparently, was... Apparently, like, he was arguing with the studio so much, he's like, no, I will not, you cannot put my name on this film if it's not six hours, or whatever it was. Could you imagine? <laughs> God. <sighs> no, I, I agree with you. It's convoluted. It's complicated. There's a lot of ins, a lot of outs. I feel like if it all came together, I'd feel better about it. But having to wait two more years before I watch the sequel, which means that if I do want to watch the sequel, which I know I've said I don't want to, but if I change my mind in those two years, that means I have to rewatch this movie <laughs> because it would have been two years since I've seen it. And I'm not going to remember important points. And I have a feeling they're not going to do a very good job of reminding me <laughs> of what happened two years ago. And that other movie you didn't care for. We have a lot of things to watch for the month of November. We do. For the pod. But on one of your vacations, you should definitely watch the David Lynch version. I just, I actually was like, maybe I was like, I'll watch the David Lynch version after this because I didn't want it to paint it. I thought it would be a little bit of a different idea. And I I was like, yeah, but I want to watch the original and see how different it is. But then after seeing this, like, I don't, I really don't want to, There's. I want to do it. There's like some stuff that's laughably bad. Oh, like, like Kingdom of Gladiators? No, 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 no. Like <laughs> the stuff about the stuff about the original Dune that makes it hysterically funny is the effects. Like, you know, oh, the shields. Well, you, well, yeah. you, well, you know, the, the personal shields they were using? Yeah. Spoilers for the date for no one who's ever seen it. David Lynch, they're just gigantic computer generated boxes. That's awesome. That they're fighting in. So we're talking about Tron right. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CGI. When the onothropters are flying around, there's no shots of outside of the onothropter unless it's on the ground or flying in the air and you can't see any people. It's mm. all tiny little, it's tiny little sure. models and just an interior That makes set. sense. But that's, you know, I get it. It's 1984. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You send me a link to where I can stream it uh, if it's on it's Netflix on HBO or Max. HBO Max. Is it on HBO Max? Yeah. Okay. Well then, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. I got to watch a different movie for our, our next recording already, so... <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll get around to it. I, I think we've talked at length. Nauseum. Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. <laughs> yes. I've given my bit as far as whether I think it's worth the price of subscription. Do you think this is worth the price of subscription? Do you think it's worth going and seeing the theater? I don't think it's worth seeing in theaters if you don't like long movies. It doesn't matter what happens in the movie or not, but if you don't like seeing something that's longer than two hours in the theater, then you should not go see it because it's just a long time. So two and a half hours. That's yeah. you know, a hundred and what, a hundred and fifty-five minutes? <laughs> like that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. The runtime on Wikipedia says one fifty-six. Yeah. Yeah. Rounding up there. Personally, I think it's worth the price of subscription. I love Dune. I've always liked Dune. I, I mean, obviously, I don't remember anything about the book because I read it twenty years ago. But from what I do remember, it was really fun. Awesome. Oh, you know what we didn't do? Idiot of the movie. Do you have one? The Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah <laughs> i think that's, that's a shoe in right like that's i've got co-winners Ugh. and i wouldn't well no let me let me take it back i have a definite winner and then someone who got a first place vote uh the person who got the first place vote is paul the 15 year old for sticking a hand in a box <laughs> not knowing what's inside of it uh yeah kind of an idiot move for me but the other one unfortunately i think would be duncan idaho one jason momoa you know kind of Kind of let himself be killed. Got himself I mean, stabbed a bunch of times. I mean, he protected <laughs> them for a long time. 
If he no, hadn't yeah. sacrificed himself, they wouldn't have gotten out. I mean, that's I. I don't. What know. else is a knight to do to to their lord? I don't know for their lord. Because once they realized that he was dead, they immediately left. So if they had just shut the door with him on the other side of it with them, they could have been like, "Let's leave altogether." That's true, but that's not really on him. He expected them to run away right away. No, they were. That's it. fair. That's fair. But he did technically get himself killed. So he does qualify for Idiot of the Movie, in my opinion. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but if you have any suggestions for what you guys think that we might like, hit us up, sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com. And if you just got to go and you got to talk to us and you got to let us know how we're wrong, hit us up on the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, sci-fiwiseguys. You can also hit us up on Facebook for whatever reason, if you're still there, or Meta, whatever it's called now, uh, the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast group. And if you just got to go that extra mile, you got to share, like, subscribe, all that stuff. And finally, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Sci-Fi Wise Guys, become a patron, get access to member-exclusive content, and uh, maybe you can hear the uh, the beginning of this podcast where we don't talk about the, the movie at all, <laughs> which we do on several podcasts. So. Yes, we do. Before we roll out, uh, this next Monday, because we do release new episodes every Monday and the occasional Thursday, coming up next Monday, we'll be reviewing the final entry in the Mythica saga, Mythica pew, pew, the pew, God pew. Slayer. Finally. A quick blurb on that. As the Lich King's zombie legions ravage the world, a cursed young sorceress and her friend Dagon, a self-serving half-elf rogue, Embark on a quest to obtain a weapon from the gods. Mm. Mythica 5, bro. Took us this long to finish five movies. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. But between now and then, make sure to stay safe, stay hydrated, and uh, if the emperor sends you to the dune planet, maybe don't go. Maybe <laughs> come up with something else. Yeah. It's not great. My kid's sick. I can't go. <laughs> yeah, I left something Dust, in the oven. You know, all the all the sand. I'm just I have allergies. Pollen, sunburn. No, not pollen. But yeah, you know what I mean, just yeah, you know, just there's no humidity there. I'm on a planet full of ocean. I don't know about you, Van, but it's just uh, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work. Yeah, out. I like the sand on the beach, not everywhere. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Hold on a moment. Hold on. Uh, let me, I gotta go shut a door. I think okay. it's, is it raining outside? It is sprinkling. Okay. It's hitting my sunroof in my bathroom and it's echoing in my room. Hold on. You have a sunroof in your bathroom? Yeah, it's weird. It's the only place with a sunroof. It's right above my shower. Hell yeah. Be right back. All right. You done hating on my sunroof? No, I love it. <laughs> I really do. I, I find great. that fascinating. It is weird because it literally is the only one in the house. That is, it doesn't make any sense. That's awesome.